0: This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And
1: I'm Mexi And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle.
0: Every Monday, we talk travel and money. Ultimate travel hacking tips and destination advice recorded on location. We also interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to
1: creating a location-independent online income.
0: So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Money Mondays, episode 068. In this episode, we discuss the core monetization methods that are making bloggers an income. So if you're struggling to figure out how to make a profit from your blog, uh, there's actually loads and loads of different methods. And you also need to choose which ones are going to be the best fit for you. And that's exactly what we want to try and help you decide in this episode.
1: Yep, show notes for this episode are at travelfreedompodcast.com slash 068. Hey everyone! Hi! Hello, hello, hello.
0: So, as you guys know, we talk a lot about sort of general skills for making your online blog or business successful. Things like marketing, branding, web design. We've covered all of that in previous episodes. I mean, we've even done lots of episodes with entrepreneurs about which elements of their business make money. I mean, like back in episode 26, we talked to Chris and Tony from Captain and Clark about how they sell videography services.
1: Yeah, we also Chatted to Deb and Dave, a really popular episode. Uh, They're from the planet D. That was back in episode six.
0: Yeah, I mean, so long ago. Yeah, ages ago now. But uh, these are all practical case studies, and that's awesome but today we're going to do more of an overview sort of episode where we want to be talking about concepts surrounding actually creating a blog that is monetizable because uh, a lot of people do create blogs that are going to be very difficult to monetize they approach blogging from the wrong direction invest a lot of time creating content that just won't sell on a thing in the long run
1: no and it is all about selling every single method we'll talk about today it's all about selling yeah. So whether that be selling yourself as a brand to advertisers, clients, or, you know, or maybe even partnerships.
0: Yeah, or selling directly to your readers by selling products or selling services. And more than that, you are creating a destination. That's your blog. It's a destination. That's the conduit for the money. So if you can't identify a specific revenue stream that connects directly with your blog and what your content on your blog is about, then you are really going to struggle to actually earn money in the long run.
1: Yeah, so if the only path you can see clearly open to you is using something old school like AdSense, (laughs) chances are you really don't have a solid ground for a business and you need a business and a business plan if you intend to make anything more than pocket change
0: yeah AdSense it, it just sits on a sidebar i mean that's not really a monetization technique unless you have massive 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 traffic yeah because yeah you just need more than that if you really want to start making money straight away or at least early on more on that in a moment you may already know that we are running the travel blog monetization virtual summit in march yay y- yes you can attend that from anywhere via the internet and and it's going to be running over five days. We'll be presenting talks and interviews from at least 15 expert speakers on things like affiliate sales, blog sponsorship, working paid campaigns with brands, traffic that gets you profit, and freelance writing even. That's another side one for all you writers out there, mm-hmm. bloggers who like to write. And, of course, branding because it's really, really important. Um, but which of these monetization techniques would work for you the best? Well, we're going to hope that this episode is going to give you some great pointers to figure it out for your business, whatever industry you're in. So although, of course, we focus a lot on travel blogging, these methods are things that bloggers in every industry are using.
1: Yes. So for those of you who do happen to be in travel, please take a look at our gorgeous landing page. I've sexified it to the max. Yes. So head to travelblogsummit.com to find the latest offers on joining us for the virtual summit.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get back into what we were just starting on branding just a couple of minutes ago. Um, The question that we like to ask people straight up is how do you know you have a business rather than a personal journal? When you look at your own blog, do you go, I've got a business here or is it just a list of things that I like writing
1: about? Yeah. The simple fact is if you're simply writing about whatever you happen to be up to i went and had some juice and i went to the museum and then i went um i I rode the trolley cart and then you know you know whatever you happen to be writing about rather than following a specific content plan relative to your brand so if you're just writing about what you want to do rather than being very specific about what you're writing to gain readers you're probably running a personal journal and it's not really going to be a blog that's going to make you money
0: yeah so it's hard truth time and i know that that might come as something that people are no but you got to take it on board just a little bit if you're serious about making money if you're not running something that's really branded and specific that follows specific goals and you're just posting about what you're doing this week every week you could make it there are exceptions to the rule very few people out there who've just literally posted whatever they want you know there's some bloggers who have managed to write whatever they like like The Everywhereist, I reckon she's a good example. Um, She covers like whatever bizarre topics come into her mind every week. Or at least that's how it would seem to the casual observer if you're not someone who already knows about uh, blogging monetization. Um, Actually, she's still really consistent with her brand because her brand is her. It's her crazy personality and unique perspective on the world that she encounters. Um, She's entertaining purely because she presents discussions from her very own strange outlook.
1: I feel like her blog. Yeah. She cracks me up.
0: So whether on purpose or by accident, she has come up with a brand that actually works for her.
1: So if your personality is so large that people just love you for everything you say, and if you can polarise your audience by having strong and consistent opinions, like maybe Jeremy Clarkson, then people will follow you. You know, if you don't know who he is, he's the angry old British dude who complains about pretty much everything, and he hosts...
0: Used, Her, to he used to host BBC's Top Gear show until
1: he got like really pissed off about steak and punched someone in the face and lost his job.
0: Yeah, I think it was over a steak. <laughs> it was over a, a lack of a steak.
1: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was <laughs> lack was of steak.
0: Definitely the lack of a steak. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you do know who he is, he's just—he's really, really opinionated. If you agree with him, then you are going to just love whatever he writes about. And he does, he writes in the Times, uh, I think he used to at least, I don't know if he still does, in England it's one of the biggest newspapers, and literally he'll write about a different topic every week and he'll just bitch and moan about something every week. And you're like, well I just love the way he bitches and moans about stuff, so it doesn't matter what he writes about, I just love what he says.
1: Totally, yeah, he's the politically incorrect, right-wing, abrasive guy who loves cars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you could be that person. Maybe you are. And if you are, then don't listen to this section of the show because it's not going to make any sense. But
1: seriously, if he turned around and started like talking about, you know, his new kale diet and choosing trees over cars, (laughs) he would alienate his core audience and completely destroy the brand that he's built.
0: Yeah. So even though he is like a personality for being a personality, he has still indirectly or directly very much defined a brand that he is. If you agree with him, you love him. If you disagree with him, you hate him. And if he did a U-turn on that, then it would just screw his entire career even more than punching someone in the face did. So, you know, that's, that's, just really, that's the point. You can create a business around yourself if your point of view and personality are that super powerful and compelling type that people just love whatever you talk about. Or you can create a brand around a topic which can still be filled with your personality if you want it to be, but your audience will engage with you because of the topic, because it's something they care about. It's not only down to you to be hilariously funny or incredibly engaging all the time. You've got that bonus selling point that what you're doing is important to them. So, as long as you present it in a way that is at least interesting, then you've already got their attention.
1: You know, put your topic first, yeah. keep your blog consistent and on point, and put your personality in second. Then people will discover you because of what they want to learn about Whether that be destination advice, recipes, whatever your niche happens to be, whatever it is you offer.
0: Yeah, they'll stick with you because they like your viewpoint, but also because they like the information that you're presenting. And then personality sitting in there is going to help. So, yeah, essentially for like for us as an example, we have a site Backpacking for Beginners. You probably heard about that site. If people are trying to learn about backpacking, that's a site they can go to. It's not like the only reason they go to that site is because Tomo makes you so
1: hilarious. That's, it's not necessary. <laughs> no, that's, why, that's why everyone comes to the podcast, yeah, of course.
0: Because people don't type in Google, can I find two hilarious people who will entertain me on their blog? They type in, <laughs> I need me to find... teach about backpacking. Yeah, teach you about backpacking. That's what, the, the sort most- shit they type in.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, just remember, though, every celebrity has their own brand. They yeah. really do. And they specialize in something in particular. So you have to do the same as well. Celebrity or not.
0: Yeah. So focus on that thing that people are going to be really interested in and then throw the personality at it. Yeah. But we actually
1: talk more about branding in episode 58 Yeah, it was a good one.
0: Personal branding and different sides of branding from what we've just mentioned there. But yeah, be on point for your blog. That's the summary of this section. Do not just write about whatever you decide to write about that week. Make sure there's a common theme there. As you said, content plan was the word we used earlier. Food fun adventure is one of our content plans on our food fun travel website. So every post now is sort of very much focused on either food or fun adventure or all three. So it it just keeps it really simple for people. If they like that sort of stuff, they're going to keep coming back. So, all right, let's talk about monetization specifically, because as we said, like branding is so important because that is what builds your relationship with your audience. And so if you don't have that relationship, then the monetization, it's going to be really hard to actually get people to buy stuff. We also talked about authority back in episode 52, and that's exactly the same sort of thing here. You are building authority by being consistent. That's just one element of authority. There are more. Go back to episode 52 to listen to a bit more about that.
1: But let's talk a little bit about the different types of monetization strategies Yes. Strategies.
0: Strategies Strategations. Yes, indeed.
1: So obviously there are loads.
0: Lots and lots. We really
1: can't cover everything in this one episode, but we're going to try and talk about the main ones. We actually have broken them down into two main categories for you.
0: Yeah, direct and indirect. And this is the way we categorize it. Not everybody does, but I Think this really helps you sort of establish the difference direct monetization is what you make on your blog, like directly. So if you've got links that are going out or you've got products and they're going directly from something, then yeah, that's a direct monetization. We'll go through actual specific examples in a second. Indirect is money you make because of your blog. So like using your blog as a portfolio. So perhaps you're a photographer, for example, and you use it and people go, wow, his photos are great. I'm going to hire him for my wedding. That sort of thing. So it's, it's really obvious what these two things mean, but we just wanted to clarify so, yep. so that it was clear.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the direct monetization.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, we actually recent an article about 18 blog monetization methods um, with specific case studies from bloggers who use them.
1: Yeah. And the bloggers who we reached out to gave us some fantastic content. If you haven't read that yet... Do really highly recommend it, even, you know, if we do say it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously, no, do go read it because the bloggers came through and gave us so much amazing information. We were blown away with some of the really great tips that they gave. So you can check that out at travelfreedompodcast.com slash blogmoney.
0: Yeah, and that's sort of focused on travel blog stuff, but actually almost everything in that article, you could apply to a different niche totally. pretty much easily. So, yeah, regardless of your niche, go check that out. But right now... Let's talk about some of the main things in direct monetization that could be a good model for you.
1: Yeah. So affiliate sales.
0: Yeah. We talked about this before, back in episode 44, I think it was, uh, selling someone else's product and service and receiving a commission on that sale.
1: Yeah. So there are affiliate products out there that would be a great fit for your audience or your planned future audience. Yeah.
0: If you don't have the audience yet, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking about who your audience is going to be so you can
1: plan totally so like for example if you're a food blogger then maybe recipe books are a good simple starting point with like you know amazon affiliate amazon it's the easiest place Very to start easy. what about cooking classes or food tours that you get a commission for when people read your article and book them
0: Yeah, think about what sort of products or services would be needed by your target audience and then go on the hunt to find out what those things are, like what's actually available that is for sale that you could earn a commission of that's good. I mean, get good stuff, don't get shit stuff because there is shit stuff as well. Oh,
1: there's so much shit stuff out there. But
0: yeah, so they may be available through an affiliate network like ClickBank or Commission Junction or you may actually have to go out and find the affiliate program independently by just searching Google. Literally, that is one way that we start with some of these things. We just search Google and go... I'm doing a blog about this. Who has an affiliate program? Just put the word affiliate or affiliate program in. Also brands
1: that we really like working with. So, um, you know, products that you use yourself, products that we use, that's something that we look up as well. And so we will look them up and see if they have an affiliate. And then whenever you recommend products to your readers, you know, it's something that you use yourself and that it's a very genuine way to actually sell affiliate sales. Yeah.
0: A lot of the stuff we recommend on here, like Bluehost and uh, Optimized Press, they're things we use all the time. So it makes a lot of sense for us to recommend them. And because we use them all the time, we can explain them better. And it's a much easier way to try and sell those sorts of things. So you should be running your blog posts or even your entire blog, with a focus towards topics that naturally lend themselves to certain sorts of products like these that are available that you will ultimately be able to sell. If you don't have any direction towards anything that anyone would actually ever buy, you're going to find it very difficult to actually make money.
1: And we do know that there are some people out there who object to it. They feel that affiliates are a little bit phony. Well seriously, we have the opposite view. It's as simple as that. You can sit on whatever side you like. We disagree. So we think recommending products we use or think are particularly useful to our audience is actually helping them. You know, it's win-win for us and for them. So you know, you can be 100% transparent with your audience that you're using affiliates and articles or newsletters. We are.
0: Some of the most profitable blogs using affiliate sales are doing so in the more old fashioned way rather than just signing up to an affiliate platform and selling whatever is available. They are finding companies that are a perfect match, contacting them directly and building a lucrative direct sales program that's a better fit for their audience. So the better fit, the more you sell. So what we mean by this is If that company doesn't already have an affiliate program, that doesn't mean they won't be open to forming a partnership with you if you explain to them what you can offer and what the affiliate program would be and how much extra money they would make through that or that they would make any extra sales. You totally. can convince them to do it. And we know bloggers who have done this. In fact, there's a case study in that article we mentioned just now that's on our website about blog monetization. They contacted loads of companies in Costa Rica and went, hey, we can sell your tours because we've got a blog about Costa Rica. And now they do. And they make a lot of money. From exactly.
1: Selling that. So the more personal the relationship you have with the company, the easier it is to do deals. Maybe get coupon codes or, you know. Different. Higher
0: percentages for your sale.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah.
0: like, those, when you go on to things like ClickBank, they may pay you 10%, or Commission Junction, some of those suppliers only pay like 4%. But go if direct. You, yeah, if you do go direct, more. you're cutting out the middleman of Commission Junction. You're not having them take a cut as well. Yeah. And you might actually be getting a bit more money. That said, Commission Junction and those sorts of programs do make it very, very easy for you. It's easier often. It's simpler. doesn't mean it's going to make you as much money, but it saves you some time. So sometimes that's a good way of doing it.
1: But the whole point of it is just because a company doesn't have an affiliate program yet doesn't mean they might not be interested in you proposing a idea or a partnership with them
0: yeah that's the summary so there's two different sorts of affiliates there direct where you actually contact the companies and form partnerships or the standard which most people do which is using an affiliate network or already existing affiliate programs to get links and then put those links on your site and in your newsletters and such like that yeah so
1: you have to decide, are affiliates a good model for you? You know, are you happy to sell other people's products rather than your own? Making money through affiliates, it does take a lot of thinking about how to position your offers so readers are ready to buy. They're a good fit for most bloggers, and they do form passive income once you have your marketing down. Yeah, after. once
0: people start buying them, they just... They keep buying them once you've got it right. And the money just sits there and it comes into your account and you don't have to do anything else. And it makes me
1: happy. And I go, yay! We can afford wine this month.
0: Let's talk about another another monetization method that's pretty common. This one is huge on the internet. Um, Physical products.
1: Yeah. So whether your own product or perhaps an e-commerce store. You know, it's something that's relevant to your blog brand where you sell other people's products and make a commission.
0: Yeah. So what do your readers want? Or even what does your target audience want? As you said, you don't have to have readers yet. It's a future thinking plan sometimes. So uh, you need to identify the sort of product that will be useful for your audience and then you need to be able to provide it to them. It's as simple as that. I mean, this, this is this is selling since prehistoric times, isn't it? Physical Pretty products much. is the original product and it's, it's still old... huge.
1: Yeah. The old vacuum cleaner salesman coming door to door to sell you some crap for 300 bucks.
0: Yeah. No, still-
1: only sell good stuff. <laughs> only sell good vacuum cleaners, people. <laughs> but yeah, the urge to be 100% digital and not deal with physical products is pretty strong amongst most location independent types. Yeah. But with services like Amazon Fulfillment, they handle all of your stock for you, or yeah. even drop shipping. Yeah. I don't know a lot about drop shipping but that's pretty huge
0: yeah well you can have companies that will even build each product you sell to demand and so we don't do drop shipping lots of people making a lot of money out of that go and check that out oh, somewhere shizzle. else. But yeah, you can have products that they're on your on your website and then when someone clicks to purchase, it just sends an order to a factory that produces one item and then ships the item. So literally all you're doing is promoting the product. It might be your product. You might have designed the product, you might have had them yeah. build the product. I
1: saw a, a website the other day that actually you can upload your designs onto like t-shirts and mugs and like different weird things like that. Oh, loads and of then those. and then you can just sell your t-shirts. Yeah. And Let's, they just, they, they make it on demand. Like as people buy it, they just make it and then you make money and they're like, yay. Yeah. So if you're a designer.
0: So yeah, there is still massive, massive profit in physical products. We said, no one's telling you it's going to be easy. It's not necessarily easy, but it is a great business model if it lends well to your site and if it works for you. So do not rule that out just because you're location independent.
1: Yes. Yeah, so consider our physical products a good model for you.
0: Yes. Is If you're a target audience would want to buy physical products, anything from furniture to clothes, backpacks, anything really, uh, then creating your own product or setting up an e-commerce store on your website is a great way to get readers into buying mode.
1: Yeah. You can also have a commerce store that is connected as an affiliate store rather than being responsible for the shipping yourself.
0: Yeah, it sort of goes back to what we're saying about affiliates. You can have a full sort of physical product range that isn't even your stuff. Nope. It's all affiliate sales. So it's up to you. But maybe you've already got an idea for a product in your mind, a physical product. Uh, One of our friends just made a um, selfie stick with back (laughs) scratcher, which is awesome. <laughs> a new little uh, little Secret Santa gift, perfect yep. for the Christmas market. A bit of fun. So you never know what is it that your audience wants. You could ask them if you've got enough people on your list. Start asking a few questions and figure out what problems they have that could be solved. Yeah. All right. Next monetization method. Okay.
1: This is a big one that is generally where a lot of people start when it comes to uh, monetization, and that is eBooks. And then moving on to courses and information products.
0: Yeah, essentially any digital product that educates or entertains in any way. Uh, Learning online is huge business, as is entertainment, of course, and it's still growing.
1: Yeah, so people want to learn anything from how to paint a wall cleanly (laughs) to, you know, how to get more free air miles points
0: yeah online marketing, SEO. You know what is your specialist skill? How That's where you want to start knitting, here. <laughs> knitting
1: needles out of bamboo. You're, good at, you're knit, kni- good at knitting. You want to make knitting, your own knitting, you, knitting
0: sticks. Yes, we already talked about this before. The knitting podcast is much bigger than ours.
1: It is. So <laughs> it's a popular huge.
0: knitting is more popular than location independence. here to thought it? Mm. But still, yeah. What do you know about? What's like your specialist skill? That's the best starting point you can go with. What is your audience interested in very specifically? I'm assuming with most bloggers you'll be writing about stuff that you are familiar with. It doesn't always happen, but if you are writing about something you're familiar with and that's what your audience is interested in as well, or your future target audience is interested in, then what could you produce that could be valuable for teaching them, entertaining them, or... You know, education in any form.
1: Totally. But uh, you do need to know going in that really only best selling ebooks really pay out massive returns. So you'll want to take it to the next level to start seeing bigger profits.
0: Yeah, ebooks are really a simple entry level product. Uh, it's an easy way to start monetizing. In fact, it's the way we first started monetizing about almost three years ago now. We released our first ebook, and, you know, over a couple of years, we made a couple of thousand dollars from that book. So that's not a living wage. But it was a nice little profit to go, you know, this is now passive income. We don't have to change anything or do anything. We just let it sit there. And, you know, it was a good sort of indication to us that we'd actually produce something people want and so they pay for it. Yeah,
1: That's so you, you can start from eBooks and then you can move into something bigger like online courses like with Udemy or you can create your own on your own website which is something that we have done and we're about to launch our first full course. Mm-hmm. So we started yes. with eBooks and now we're moving into courses. It's that natural progression from this. If you are interested in checking out our full course, you know, shameless plug. Um, it's it's you can, our show,
0: we can plug whatever we want.
1: <laughs> um, it's all about pitching, how to pitch company. Companies, how to work with brands. So pitching.travelfreedompodcast.com.
0: Yeah, do go check that out. Oh, that, that is, is open for pre-registration right now. So you can go and register and when it comes out, we'll let you know. And you might even get some discounts out of us if you pre-register. Who knows? We'll see.
1: If you ask us nicely. Yeah.
0: I mean, what's interesting is a lot of course creators are now making money to fund the creation of their courses in advance before they even start building them. This is like a fascinating topic that it could make up a whole episode or five episodes on its own. It's really amazing how people are doing this. But it is happening. You can test your idea by seeing if anyone out there is willing to pay for it before it's even created. And if no one is, you just don't make it. Then you don't make it. And if they are and you get 10 people to sign up. I and mean, this is what we're talking about, like five or 10 people to sign up. We're not saying you have to sell a thousand copies before you've created it. You just sell enough to go, cool, I've got a group of testers who are going to want to see what happens with the course as I build it. And they've actually paid me enough money so that I can take a month off and just do this and not do what I normally do. Yeah. So it's a really cool concept. And we will hopefully do an episode about that in the future. But yeah, course creation, it's not necessarily as insane a first product as you might think it is. It is going to be complicated. It is going to be lot of work. You might want to start with a simple ebook just to cut your teeth on that and to get used to sort of creating educational content and selling it. But yeah, definitely huge, huge growing market at the moment.
1: Totally. Lots and
0: lots of money to be made in information products. So are information products the right thing for your blog, though?
1: Yeah, almost everyone listening to this probably has the right knowledge to create some sort of information product. And, you know, if it's a great fit for your blog, where premium content could be on demand, just go for it. Yeah.
0: Is it in demand? Maybe write a short article that's related to the topic you want to make your information product on, have a call to action near the bottom of that article or an appropriate point through the article, and then ask people to sign up to your email list and just see who signs up, who's actually genuinely interested in learning more. Uh, we consider anything between two to ten percent of the readers that read that article actually signing up is pretty good. If you're over two percent, you're actually doing pretty well. That might seem like a small number, but it's it's good. So uh, when we launched an in-depth piece of content about travel blog monetization, which is the article we're talking about right at the Stutters episode, uh, we proposed our virtual summit, which is launching in March, and we actually saw a 4.5 percent sign-up rate through all the people that visited that page. And yeah, we consider that really good. wacky do. That's way over 2%. I mean, hitting 10% is hard. So 4.5% were like, shit, people actually want to learn about how to monetize their travel blog and they're pretty seriously happy to find out more about it. They'll put their email in which is not something everyone does these days because of all the spam. Yeah, the
1: but with all that, it should also be noted that having a weak call to action could reduce sign-ups. So you should also look at the average time spent on the page. How much time are they reading to you know, assess if the topic is generating engagement or just casual interest? That's a good way to know whether or not you're on the right track.
0: Yeah, because you might have a great topic, but your little sign-up bar just might not be compelling enough for them to go, oh, I'm definitely signing up for yeah. that. So, so if they're spending yeah.
1: some quality time reading your post, then, you know, they're, they're interested.
0: Yeah, that's so. it's a complicated topic. And uh, that whole marketing thing, that's another thing that it's going to get a little bit more beyond the core concepts series that we've been doing more recently. Uh, we will be getting into serious marketing stuff uh, later in 2016, I think.
1: Ooh. Because,
0: yeah, we've done so much stuff on copywriting and marketing in the last year that we really want to start sharing those slightly more advanced skills as we go forward but right now still sticking with the intermediate basic stuff uh, the next monetization topic
1: yeah so you might be looking at sponsorships ambassadorships and perhaps even some advertising on your blog
0: essentially you're getting paid to promote things It's obviously one of the oldest forms of monetization that is out there on the internet. Um, Direct advertising, as we mentioned AdSense earlier, is a bit balls and all, but people do make money from that still.
1: Back in the old days, people made tons of money off it.
0: Yeah, people used to make a lot more money than they do now, but if you do have a very high traffic site, you can still make money off that. Of course, if you're relatively new to blogging, which most people listening to this episode probably are, then it's not the best way to start off. But if your ads are relevant... Who knows? And this is where we come more to sponsorships and ambassadorships rather than just random out-of-the-box advertising that doesn't make any sense, then it can work out.
1: Yeah. So the key to any sort of success with sponsorships or advertising is having that relevant audience. So it's really good if you're very niche and have a very defined target reader, then it's possible to negotiate fees from certain companies to maybe promote them or maybe even make more money by exclusively promoting them.
0: Yeah, that's where ambassadorship comes in being willing to just promote that company and saying you will not give any sort of promotion to any competitor of theirs and say, so I'm just going to be your ambassador. I'm going to go around and tell people about your company. I mean, those aren't the sorts of opportunities that you get straight out the gate. The second you start a blog, that's something where you've got to grow relationships. And we talked to Devon Dave from Planet D about that back in episode six. You can always go and listen a bit more about that. But if your readers take your advice seriously, which if you're creating authority, as we've spoken about earlier in this episode, um, then they should be taking at least some of your advice seriously. Uh, then being an ambassador can be very beneficial to the company you're working with. Because you are going to be saying, this really is the thing that I like and I use and it's the best one. Don't buy the other stuff. That's a real big benefit for them. And companies will pay you money just to be exclusively promoting them like that.
1: Yeah. But in its most simplest of forms, bloggers do get paid to write single posts about a certain company or product. So So some even have the content provided by the company and they get paid just to post it on their blog. It's entirely up to you if you choose to follow this method. You need to make sure what you post does not piss off your audience. If it's completely irrelevant and you're just getting some money on the side by posting some article that has nothing to do with what you write about, they're going to get the shits. So, you know, you'll end up alienate them and it was just to make a few bucks.
0: Yeah. So you've got the sorts of sponsorships where they are paying you money to advertise them or to be an ambassador. And you've got the sort of sponsorships where you are just being paid to produce a post or post their post. Uh, we call them sponsored posts. Most people in the industry do. And the other sorts of sponsorships are more specific where you're organizing a fee to do a specific sort of campaign. And with travel bloggers you might be being paid to promote a destination by writing lots of different articles so it all sort of falls into the same category of sponsorship but those methods are sort of like the specifics are quite different really but it is all about accepting money for promotion totally that's what it comes down to
1: but it does as we say all the time maintain your integrity no yep. matter what brands you take money from, so otherwise or don't take money from or don't take money from. Yeah, take money from bad brands. Yeah, seriously, you can say no, and you should say no if it doesn't fit with you. Otherwise, you'll come across as a sellout and lose authority, credibility. Down the toilet.
0: Yeah, once you lose all your credibility, people aren't going to follow your blog anymore. So, not going to work.
1: So, should you monetize through sponsorship or advertising?
0: Yep, gaining sponsorships means being relevant and big enough that companies want to sponsor you. It may not be something you can get into straight away because of this. You wouldn't, if you've got 100 followers, people aren't going to send you a bunch of money to promote something. And people aren't even going to pay you that much for sponsored posts. Uh, I think domain authority of 30 that's a good boundary line if you've got at least 30 then you can definitely be charging a good rate for those sorts of things under that you might not be getting paid that much to do it but it does exist so it's a great monetization option if you do have followers so if you do have an audience but you're struggling to make actual money from your blog that's definitely something you should look into Yeah. Um, if advertising is something you could try from early on but it you know, it can work, but the rates are pretty low if you've got small traffic because it's very much dependent on how many people see those ads.
1: Yeah, but it's still really easy to implement and, you know, start making a few dollars here and there. Uh, that said, if it does diminish the look and authority of your site, it might not be worth the few dollars it brings in. So, you yeah. know, something to consider.
0: That's why being relevant is so important. Having the relevant advert, the company you work with, is relevant to your I audience. So, so, it's so annoying quite... if I'm
1: scrolling through an article and then it's like, you know, some random out of, like, the six best places to get Botox. And I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> I'm reading an article about the best mac and cheese in the world. Exactly. And it wants me to get Botox.
1: <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> I don't need Botox.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I hate it when you get those Forex ads. It's just advertising stock options. I'm like, I have no interest in stock options. Mm. see those ads See, everywhere. you
1: obviously get boy ads and I get yeah, girl well, ads. Yeah,
0: probably so. Yeah. But um, advertising like that is it doesn't make any sense. It must like, make money for They it do stuff, get yeah. clicks from this stuff because people have just a casual interest in making money, so they see like, oh, Forex will make money. And obviously women have a casual interest in looking pretty. So like, oh. Oh, Botox. I don't know if Botox really makes you any prettier.
1: (laughs) No, it turns you into some Clown face. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, we've uh, we've sort of broken down a lot of the main monetization methods for direct monetization there into some very strict categories. So, as you said, sponsorship, advertising, ambassadorship, really, they could all be separate categories. But because they all fundamentally are the same model of accepting money for uh, promotion, we, you know, as an introduction, we're saying that, there you go. Uh, So maybe we'll do a more in-depth episode on sponsorship and such in the future. And of course, at the virtual summit, we will be doing very in-depth and lots of talks with a few very big speakers like Meg Gerard from Mapping Megan makes a lot of money from sponsored posts. Uh, So... That will be covered really in depth for those travel bloggers out there listening to us today. Okay, so let's move on to the other type of monetization, the indirect monetization.
1: Yeah, so this often comes down to the sort of blog you have as to what sort of opportunities are open to you. Uh, There are plenty of specific options, but let's talk about the primary one that is open to most bloggers. Yeah,
0: almost everybody, in fact. Uh, Services and freelancing that's really a sort of cut and dry, obvious choice. And whatever sort of blog you run, you almost certainly have some sort of expert skill that you could sell in some way. And you can use your blog as a portfolio, as we mentioned right at the start of the show. You can use it to showcase the fact that you are actually good at this stuff, that you're knowledgeable about this stuff, you're an authority, there's that word again. And you can use those skills demonstrated to then find clients.
1: Totally, so like if you ran a finance blog, then financial consultancy would probably be a good fit. For those of you in travel starting your own tours is a common choice a lot
0: more people doing that these days totally so i mean almost anything could be a service and if what you do for your blog doesn't have any way to attach to being a service where you could offer your expertise even if it is just as an educational expertise then you should start thinking about whether your niche is really something that is monetizable Uh, it's not going to be as an indirect maybe there are still direct ways like advertising and sponsorships but yeah you've got to think it's got to be something there that people really want your expertise for otherwise I don't know. And even if you're in entertainment, like that is still an expertise. You are entertaining. They might want to hire you to come and be an entertainer. You could be a comedian. You could be a singer. You know, they want to come and hire you to sing somewhere if you are good at singing on your website or whatever. So, you know, there should be some sort of service or freelancing option. Um, But yeah, even if your blog doesn't, Lend that well to it. You might even have just a basic expert service, such as being able to do web design or social media management.
1: Yeah, tons of people do that these days.
0: Yeah, there's so many skills associated with blogging. And once you've been doing the blogging for a couple of years or a year, then you might actually be at that point where people who are beginners and just want their blog set up, they'll pay you to do that. You know, work through your network of friends. That's always an option if you don't want to start offering a professional service straight from your website. Maybe you know people locally that would just pay you a bit of money to set up their website for them. Uh, Always a possibility. And then you're going to get referrals and you're going to have past experience of doing that. And, you know, you might be really good at it.
1: Totally. Totally. Uh, also, another one to consider is if you happen to be a great content writer, then freelance writing, you know, about your field for other blogs or publications, that can often be a way to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Totally a possibility. The big bucks are competitive, so you need to be keen to pursue it. But if you have knowledge and expertise that others don't, you may have very little competition in that narrow niche. Yeah, you could
0: be in some niche that's so unbelievably unknown, but still something that enough people are interested in. That you're like one of the only people on the internet that's really covering it. And so if you were to go and write an article about it for a publication, they're like, shit, well we haven't got anyone else to ask.
1: Goldfish training.
0: Goldfish training. You would not believe how much that goldfish training guy is making for his goldfish <laughs> training course. Who the hell thought, I'll make a goldfish training course? <laughs> so I think it's actually caring for the goldfish. It's a very specific type of fish that's hard to care for, but it's like a course that he makes so much money from. There
1: you go, you never know. (laughs) Crazy niche. What's your expertise? He loves goldfish.
0: So, yeah, have a think about your blog and have a think about what you're an expert in and how you put those sort of skills across and how the writing and content you create demonstrates what you do and then think about how you can sell those skills as a service using your blog as a portfolio. So, um, yeah, should you be i um, creating a service right now. Is that right for
1: your blog? Totally. Services can be very lucrative, mm-hmm. but also very time consuming. So you may make a decent wage, but unless your service becomes, you know, in super high demand where you can charge a massive hourly rate, well, you have a limit on your availability. So also on your max income
0: yeah, as it, well. It's going to limit your income. But I mean, at least when you're starting out, just having a few clients and having that extra money coming in might be all you want. But then in the future, as you grow that business, you'll get to this point where you're going, well, I've only got 40 hours. I can work for clients in a week. And the maximum I can charge for a social media manager is like $15 an hour because otherwise they just get someone in the Philippines. So I'm sort of limited to earning whatever 40 times $15 is. It's like six hundred dollars a week or something. I don't isn't know it? you're Which the mass guy, not me. Yeah, six hundred bucks a week might be enough for you at the start, but it's not really gonna be a, a super long term plan for most people. I think it's really important that you should be excited about working with clients as well and working in this field that you're gonna be working in. If you're not excited about working with clients, you should probably stick to the more passive income stuff that we've been talking about before, writing information products, because you are going to have to have lots of one-to-one interactions with people. If that's not your, your thing.
1: Your forte. Your
0: forte. Or it doesn't have to be your forte, but at least something that you are happy to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because trust me, you work worked with some clients in the past.
1: Suck! <laughs> <laughs> Pre
0: blogging days mainly, but I definitely work with clients who are very hard work. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, why do I do this job? That's uh, from another life, though. So there we go indirect and direct monetization. There is actually a lot of other sort of smaller indirect monetization options, but they're all really specific to what you do. So it's quite hard to sort of clarify what it is in a general sense. So if you do something very niche, you might want to think about, you know, like public speaking could be a thing if you're very expert on your topic. um, You don't have to even be the biggest expert. You could just be a medium-sized expert because there's lots of medium-sized conferences that need medium-sized experts. They can't afford to pay big speakers. Totally. So, you know, you start somewhere and you build a reputation. There's, yeah, there's a million options out there. There's no way we could cover everything today.
1: Think outside the box.
0: But yeah, definitely think outside the box and sometimes think inside the box and do some of the stuff that we've been talking about. So yeah, a bit of affiliate sales, a bit of everything, in fact, is sort of what we do. We do the freelance writing, we do affiliate sales, we do eBooks, we're now doing information products. We've
1: done sponsorship.
0: We've done sponsorship. Loads and loads of different options. And hopefully what today's episode's purpose has been is to get the wheels turning in your head as to what things we've talked about could connect with your blog or maybe what you need to change on your blog, so that you can start monetizing in some of the ways that we've discussed today. Okay, it's the end of the show.
1: Travel homework! You've yeah. been waiting for this, you've of course been you have. diligently taking notes. So you're ready for your travel homework?
0: Yep, we've been through a lot of those core cool monetization methods today and broken them down into some simple categories which all can be subdivided further if you dig deep into this but at least you've got an overview here so you can really start thinking about it you can get pretty tenacious within those subcategories as well and there's things that even we will have never thought of that you can come up with so you know get creative so do it.
1: yeah let's go through and recap the main ones think about which of these could be a good model for your target audience
0: yeah it's yeah re- really important to have that in mind from day one as we said earlier in the episode regardless of whether you have an audience now you need to be thinking of who they will be so that you can tailor your website to be focused on the right people otherwise you may grow your blog and your business in a direction that's actually going away from profitability and monetization options that we've seen a lot of that with blogs that it's like ooh that's a little bit far gone you pretty much need to start from scratch oh yeah there is always a chance to go forward and start from scratch because we have we started from scratch with new sites and we
1: did but if we right. had a business plan from the very beginning and a you know a direct idea of where we were heading then we wouldn't have had to start Yeah, no, we
0: might not have needed to mm-hmm. so Wasted all our
1: time yes
0: so right. main monetization methods that we talked about today
1: affiliate sales yes
0: physical products
1: digital info products so that was like courses or perhaps ebooks
0: yep uh, sponsorships ambassadorships and advertising so, and
1: nope oh, sorry yep. yep
0: getting money for recommending things
1: yeah and services and freelancing
0: yep so which model is gonna fit the best for you it could be more than one it is actually definitely more than one for us so some more depth on each of those categories is in the article we are talking about earlier travelfreedompodcast.com slash blog money. As we said, the case studies are for travel bloggers, but every one of those case studies pretty much could apply to another niche. So it's really pretty useful for anyone's. just take a look and see it, those different 18 monetization methods. That's a lot of different, unique methods.
1: Yep, we're also going to have uh, all this info and a bit more at the show notes for this episode, which you can find at travelfreedompodcast.com slash 068.
0: Yep, plus if you are quick... We still have some early bird discounts available until about March 4th. The tickets will run out. It's going to be limited to 100 tickets. We reckon they'll sell out sometime in early March. Um, For the Travel Blog Monetization Virtual Summit, so if you are in travel and you want to learn more about how a lot of experts make money from their blogs and even how we are making quite a lot of money from our blog now as well, uh, then head to travelblogsummit.com to find out more and maybe you'll still get that early bird discount if you get there right away. Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show
1: notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at TravelFreedomPodcast.com.
0: Join us again every Monday to learn how to supercharge your online income and travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We
1: are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at MyTravelFreedom.
0: Or email info at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Mexi Catch us again every Monday on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.